2: Welcome to the Aussie Rugby Show in podcast form. If you're new to the setup, you can stay on top of and be a part of what's happening with the show simply by following Rugby Pass and the Aussie Rugby Show on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Enjoy.
3: Great to have you with us for another episode of the Aussie Rugby Show, brought to you by Extra Hop Stops Breaches 84% Faster. I'm Louise Ransom, joined as always by these three gentlemen, Drew Mitchell, Stephen Hoyle, Sean Maloney. Love the
4: official welcome. Don't
3: you guys always. love having yeah.
4: your full forward. name said? Like yep. we're at the airport, remember those days? <laughs> Paging Stephen Hoyle's. <laughs> Sean, Sean is notorious
2: again. for, don't worry, we're in the business class lounge, they have to come and tell you personally. They don't come and tell you I personally. just like
4: hearing my name over the loudspeaker at the airport. Uh, oh, and I'm, I
2: like watching Sean run... <laughs>
4: the, the game. Oh. In his thongs. In thongs. Uh, I also love being here, back at Eastern Suburbs. How good, the Beasties hosting us again. We've been the good luck charm this year, ahead of a number of games. Last week we were at Eastwood. Eastwood beat East in the finals last weekend. Maybe today Eastwood, East rather,
5: will beat Gordon.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure I'm comfortable helping weekend. East win a semi-final. They're going well though, top going four. Well. The... I don't
5: mind the Beasties. I think oh, I'm you're thinking maybe... You're t- t- probably t- on the books here. <laughs> I might change, change allegiance, <laughs> and just maybe brush the wicks. Okay. And... Wouldn't surprise them. No, I wouldn't do that.
3: They'll need to do better than they did on the weekend against the Woodies though. Not a good way to sort of go into the the final four hit out in the Shoot Shield. Uh, Let's talk about what happened on the weekend. What got you guys?
5: Drew. Well, what got me was a fair bit of chafe, to be honest. Um, (laughs) I did a a cycle for six hours around Eastern uh, Eastern Creek Raceway uh, for Endure Free Cure, um, the uh, children's uh, cancer charity. Um, Six hours around the lap of Eastern Creek. Race bike
4: or mountain bike?
5: Uh, race bike, Adam Ashley Cooper as well, he joined us and... Uh, They're proper Lycra like cycles. That's there. the yeah. full Six hours. Six yeah. hours. Look, to be honest, I didn't go the full six. I was sort of more like, your yeah, half hour on, half hour off. Just went, joined the back of the Peloton. Peloton. But geez, it was... I mean, you're
3: getting massages in between, though. I saw the Yeah, you're
5: getting rolled in between. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> nice. <laughs> the massages didn't help the Graham. Uh, the Graham <laughs> Gooch. So, look, that's what got me. Uh,
3: you know what got me? It
2: was actually you, your backline-wise. Oh, yeah? Your Fleetwood
4: Mac impersonation. Sorry? Backline
2: wines. Oh, yeah, you want to say that? Well done. Yeah, no uh, thanks, sir. So. The Fleetwood Mac, but what got me out of
5: that, the clip that everyone's been, it's been going viral, it's everyone's been skateboarding. Going really well, yeah.
2: Yeah. Matt Giddo can't skateboard, Drew. That's what got me. Has so he learned to skateboard in a short period of uh, time? Look,
5: it's hard to say. Uh, it's hard to say, but um, he went down to Lake Burley Griffith. He got uh, his nephew's skateboard and went to try and practice, because I, I do the social stuff, so I said, boys, this week, this is what I need you to do. Yep. And he went down, he said, mate, I can't. Skate. <laughs> I can't skate. And he reckons about maybe five attempts in, someone <laughs> drove past and started beeping, going, "Nice skateboard, kids!" <laughs> and so he may or may not have been in the back of a Ute. Okay, getting towed. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, look good. Uh, do
4: you know what got me last weekend? It was the most bizarre turn of events. I've moved into a new house. I'm in the backyard. Chicken rolls in just a chicken starts walking through the backyard. I'm like, where'd you come from? Did he's, just hang, he's hanging out. I'm like, what's going on here? This is a true story. Right, well, you, and you live right in the, you're on chickens, the coast. Chickens just cruising around. Mm. I'm like, why did you cross me? the road? <laughs> And then I'm thinking, my mate Porto
1: <laughs> did
4: lost, lost two chickens about eight weeks back, lives two suburbs mm-hmm. over. One got eviscerated by a cat yeah. and there was oh, just like a pile cat. of feathers yeah. and the other ones legged it. And I've messaged him, I said, Porto, is this your chicken in oh, my Porto, backyard? Porto or Porto? Just Porto. I'm confused with the whole chicken, yeah, yeah, chicken thing. the Porto chicken thing. You wouldn't believe it, it's Porto's chicken. Oh, I had the collar on, didn't it? It spent six weeks on just out there, just doing its thing on the mean streets of DY and it's still kicking and it's still in my backyard. Yeah. You're right.
2: Those Northern Beaches street chickens, you got to move <laughs>
3: after them, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, what got you? Shoot Shield uh, on the weekend, really. Close results across the Saturday and Sunday, Sydney Uni champions for the last couple of years, not in the final four. Yeah,
2: real shame. <laughs> <laughs> you don't seem too genuine no. about that. I well, it just shows you how good the competition yeah. is. I think the three games that were played on the weekend. Most open
4: shoot show was competition was,
2: uh, I can remember. Total of mo- most, the highest point margin was three points in those three games. So every game went down to the wire and it, it's been really close. So
3: we've got and Gordon this weekend yep. and Eastwood taking on North, really quickly pick for that.
2: Uh, East are a good chance against Gordon. Gordon have lost some players, and they were my pick early on, but they've yeah. lost some Probably players. I'll go on upset. Coach. I'll go. I'll go East, and I'll also go North. I think we'll have an East North final.
4: And just ticking off uh, on Hospital Cup in Brisbane. Bond. Bond yeah. Uni yeah. have given themselves a shot at the big dance. So they get the week you, off. You. No, they'll they'll play uh, East this week for a chance to play okay.
5: UQ. The, the heavies are in the grand final. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. the,
4: so and go and the, Bond Uni. The Bull Great name for a team. The,
5: uh, the Royals beat the Gungganan Eagles. Yeah, yeah in the that Cup as well. Wrapping up. There's your wrap.
3: Blood is low too. Rocks and diamonds didn't go the way of the Wallabies on the weekend, of course. But let's talk through it all. Diamonds, we like the sparkly things, yeah, as always on this show. What do you got?
5: Uh, it's hard to go past Caleb Clark's uh, first start. I mean, he was absolutely ridiculous. Tackle busts. Every time he got the ball, he just did something. Something happened. He bounced off players. He was bouncing players off. He was embarrassing players. And then went off just before the end at um, 80 minutes. And got a standing ovation. He's 20 years old. Standing ovation at Eden Park. Like, there's not too many better starting debuts that you can have. Than, uh, than what he had in the weekend, I thought.
4: Yeah, and so, Sean, you've called Caleb
2: Clark me- over many years in the sevens, circuit. You probably weren't that surprised.
4: No, I wasn't, but he was, I mean, he was always great playing with the all-black sevens, but he was never that dominant, if that makes mm. sense. Uh, but he becomes now one of a host of guys who've gone through that as an induction into that gateway into an all-black jersey. Obviously, he's killed it with a blues and that kind of thing too, but my God, he was unbelievable. I, I
5: think in some ways, maybe 15 suits him better because there's more, like there's less more space for him, right? It. More yeah. people to cause that's That's the strength of his game, bouncing off players, attracting someone else, getting an offload, really sort of having them honeypot towards him. Because you saw that when he made that uh, kick return try, I mean, that run through the counter-attack, all the Wallabies honeypotted towards that ruck, and then they shift, 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 and then Artie Savier scores yeah. in the corner. So, whereas in sevens, he's got so much space to work with.
4: Can I remember the last time I saw a standing ovation, at a, yeah. at a test match either. Yeah. Yeah. Normally for someone playing the last test, you rarely see it for their first. Time.
2: I think and he's and been there for a winger as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, In your case, yeah. I think he's been really well managed. It's, it's a really good example mm-hmm. of how they get their pathways right over there. He's been. We saw him in the sevens around seventeen, eighteen, and they let him go to Super Rugby, he played the Brisbane 10s in 2018, they kind of let him go to Super Rugby, they brought him back, he even played a few tournaments you know, last you know, season. You know, yeah, so you know. Yeah, I think they've held him back and held him back and, and made sure he's ready and, and boy, he's ready. So, mm. yeah, impressive. Look, my, my uh, diamond was actually Ned Hannigan. I thought for a guy who, you know, we all see the, the backlash that he cops when he gets selected, he probably was a guy that got, got more opportunities at test level early in his career when he, he may not have been at the level he is now. But he certainly, I, I was, confident throughout the week that he was going to play well. I thought he had his best Super Rugby this year. It's just almost because he hasn't played Wallabies for 12 months, people have just assumed he won't play Wallabies again. But I thought he had a, a really strong game and,
4: and probably silenced a few of the critics. How good to see him dig in and have a crack and, like you say, put some of that negative chat to the side. I like seeing that from Neddy. Yep.
5: Yeah, no, he was good. A bigger body, another guy at the line-out option at the line-out as yep. well. I mean, he started the year pretty, you know, in tough circumstance with the concussion yep. at the start. Mm-hmm. He's obviously got over that and now he's worked his way and just stuck at his craft and, and got himself a, a jersey and then, and then performed. And the worst bit is he's off to Japan,
4: so the Tars mm-hmm. lose him when he's probably going to play his
2: Stun- starts
4: starts peaking. Uh, Speaking about peaking, the pace of that game through the early stages was just berserk. How good was it? That was my diamond from the weekend. Day game footy. Day game Mm -hmm. footy. Good conditions. Great crowd. Great conditions. Uh, And both of them. I know that that might have led to part of the rock where the Wallabies sort of couldn't match it over a full 80 minutes of uh, gameplay against them. But just seeing the pace of that game early on, it was frantic. It was so good to watch. Well that wasn't, I don't think the pace
2: of it was got the Wallabies, it was more the, the tactics of kicking the ball to the, the likes of Caleb Clarke, that hurt him and it was only a, a small period. What was your, di- uh, your rock, Sean? Uh,
4: rock was how badly it uh, turned south and how quickly it went south yeah. and there was a pivotal moment, the rock, uh, the attempt to reach out and put down from BPA, maybe got a little bit little bit hungry for the try, yeah. could have just taken a moment then I think the All Blacks scored at the other end on the other yeah. side of that, and that was kind of where the game was, was lost.
2: Yeah, well, my rock is the 40 missed tackles, and, and that's, that was my rock. Oh, was it? Yeah, well, we can talk about, about this about. before, man. Man. sorry 40, i stole your rock. 40, 40 missed tackles?
1: Yeah. Yeah, look, my theory on it
2: is, um, against the likes of Caleb Clark and some of these, and Artie Sevilla's of the world, the guys that are going to really work hard to bust tackles and have footwork, yeah. strength, power, mm. sometimes you just have to know you're up against someone who is physically better than you, and you need to make a tackle as opposed to trying to pull off a hit. There's yeah. a big difference there. Yeah, you know, like you don't always need to plop a hit. And I saw so many times we're flying up trying to smash these blokes. And I get the you know, the anger and the intensity of test match footy and stuff like that. And you want to make a mark, but. A tackle is better than a missed tackle. You don't always have to pull off a shot. And a lot of our missed tacklers, were, we were flying up trying to really, really whack them.
5: Yeah, I mean, for, for me, my rock was, again, just not being able to back up a good performance. Mm. Like, too many times, the Wallabies, and, you know, we've been involved in those teams where we've, we have a good game, we start to listen to the press a little bit, we start to pat ourselves on the back a little bit, get a little bit ahead of ourselves, perhaps, and then go out and... because. I mean, the performance was there, the intent was there, everything was great, it's just the intensity was different. Like straight up from the, um, the Haka, the Kapa Pango, you, yeah, you, you really knew wrong. from the one that they chose to do f- mm-hmm. to the, uh, in front of the Wallabies, you knew straight away that All Blacks were gonna be up for it. So more than anything that they needed to match, or if not go, you know, parody, or if not better, was intensity, and we just, we just weren't right. And uh, Going on that, that line speed, and I just think, Filippo's Ungunu. I just think they need to say, look, against a guy like Caleb Clarke, your sole job, even if it's against the structure of their defensive line, to say every time he's going to get the ball, you're right in his face because there's too many times where he got the ball with too much space. And once he winds up, like, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, like it doesn't matter who's in front of him, you're going to get bumped at least one player. He, you know, we talk about players that can always break the first tackle. He's probably always breaking three tackles. You know, that's that's the form that he's in. So it's it's just about sort of cutting down their, their space, but. I think it, like what you were saying, was shooting out, like it was just, it, it seemed a bit sort of disjointed on the weekend and the intensity wasn't there. Um, and that's the disappointing thing for me is because they did so well in that department last week in Wellington and then we were just sort of off the ball, off the mark there this week.
3: Well, speaking about defence, uh, Extra Hop have a new segment for us this week. Sean, talk us it's through It's the
4: Extra Hop play of the week, okay? Now, uh-huh. I'm going to need to set you both through this. So, okay. we know how Extra Hop's about stopping breaches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's about shutting down threats that get through that first line of defence. Ah. So, obviously, on the weekend, Caleb Clark, yeah. on that searing run back from the kick receipt, yeah. beats about 18 while he beat his defenders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You following me? Yeah. He's like a cyber attacker, right? Okay. Oh, He's, sure. He's like yeah. the, yeah. the now yeah. And he's the, the, th- the breach. Yeah. He's breached. He's yeah. He's threatened. They've got to stop Caleb he's Clark. He's got through. They've got to stop Caleb Clark. And yep. you know who the man is. Who? Who jags it. Who, who does the, it 84% the, the, quicker. Who the? <laughs> uh, now you're working with him real nice. Who does it for the Wallabies and does it for Extra Hop in some ways. Nick White, grasses yep. Caleb gotcha. Clark. Yep. One of the few guys at the weekend to grasp and nail Caleb Clark. And he is our Extra Hop Player of the Week Award winner. Well yeah. done, Sean. Yeah, yeah, That was good. We, we got there. Yep.
3: Thanks for that, Sean. Uh, let's look ahead to Bledisloe 3 now.
4: Why so official again? <laughs> well, thank you for that, Sean. I, well, I quite enjoyed that little bit. No, and Mike so Munro isn't I it? <laughs> what's next?
5: What do we got?
3: <laughs> Bledisloe 3, shall we? Yeah, let's, let's talk do about it. that.
4: Let's yeah. do We're it. We're going again, aren't we? Wait. We are. What are you guys thinking? Where are we headed to now? Uh, they're in Sydney next AMZ? week, aren't they?
2: Yeah. What needs to be fixed? Uh, well, we spoke about the tackling, the one-on-one tackling. That's the biggest fix. Uh, but the positional ones will be the, the ones to discuss because we we assume Matt Tamu is probably going to be injured based on how he left the field. He got injured in a similar way for the Rebels at the end of the season, didn't he? I think so. Like a hip flexor-type yeah. yeah. So based on the fact that he got injured and came back in a couple of weeks,
5: maybe he's a chance, but what do you think they're going to do in the midfield? Oh, look, if Matt Tamu was not available, um, I would go with Irei Simone. Yeah, wow. I know there's a lot yeah. of talk about Shifting James O'Connor like to 12 and Noel Alessio starting at 10, or Parsami going one further in and Patea starting at 13, or Reese Hodge. like there's, there's options, yeah. but all of those options are playing players out of position. Like we're having a hard enough time beating the All Blacks with everyone in their preferred position. We can't expect players to go out there in their non-preferred position and then get a win over them. Like we need to erase, you know, like for. A, a number of seasons now, he's played his way into position in contention. He's earned the right. He's a ball playing twelve, but it can also get you advantage line. I think he's earned the right. And I, and again, and for me, it's not necessarily about getting your best fifteen players on the field in whatever sort of mm. formation possible. It's about getting the best players in the right positions. And. Eras at 12, supply him
2: at 12. Do you think there's any value in a Samu recovery coming back? I would love to I the reason I say Samu is because if you keep James at 10, you put Sam at 12, yeah. you put Patea at 13. Yeah. Yeah. Like Those it. guys have spent a lot of time together over the last couple of years at. Does at the he a cut off
4: for quarantine though. That's what I don't know. I
5: mean, about. Yeah. I'm yeah. no We're COVID expert sure you know. you're not, yeah.
4: Yeah. Uh Nine days from kickoff, I don't think
5: we'd be able to get him yeah, back in time. Yeah, oh, so I think you are just, like, just trying to grab a headline there. But oh, you I think I'm it. trying to clickbait it? <laughs> yeah. No, but I yeah. saw that on the yeah. weekend
3: straight away as soon as Timur got yeah. injured. People yeah. were sort of throwing his name knows? up there.
0: But
2: unless he's already on the, on the way back, it's probably not, not likely. Because so. yeah. they're not playing for months in Japan, are they? They're not playing until
5: no. you, maybe, December, maybe. January? Gigo's played a fair bit of twelve in his time. Oh, okay, there we go. go. There we go. <laughs> so think, mate. Yeah. Can you imagine so, Harley Quinn?
3: What do we want to see in terms of tactics if they got it wrong on the weekend? In terms of uh, yeah, just what they were doing against the All Blacks. It, it, what do you want to see in Bled 3?
2: They only got it wrong by a, sm- a few small moments. You yeah. just cannot sporadically kick in Test rugby to the wrong person. Yeah. If you're going to put up a a kick because you feel as they are under pressure and you're the last, you're the very last person, that's die straight. That's what happened against. Caleb Clark, he caught the ball. You've got to kick so accurately, I think you've got to be in control when you do it. So it's amazing what a, what a, what a work in a test match when you don't miss 40 tackles and you don't miss 21 of them in the first yeah. half. That, that really mean, unsettled them.
5: That kick to Caleb Clark. you look at it, the, the forward um, players were in front, yeah. like, almost looking no to, to play that. And, and he only had Hunter Paisam in a wing outside with probably half a field. Yeah. Probably not getting too much chat. That needed to be contestable. Or longer, and yeah. it's sort of a bit in between. Yeah. You give that guy space and time. He's, you know, we saw what he did. But I, I thought they did a lot. Of, a lot of what they did was was good. They just, again,
1: ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm.
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
5: They created opportunities like they did in the first game, but they mm. just didn't execute. They didn't take advantage in the, in the first 20 minutes of, this, of the, the, the opportunities they were, like, they, they were creating which meant that they weren't putting scoreboard pressure, and then New Zealand get an opportunity, and they score. So I think keep doing more of what they're doing, but just we just need to get better at converting. Yeah, probably a little bit more
2: patience down the other end of the field as well. That was exemplified by the yeah. the driving mall. Mm. Yeah, you know, we probably had it if they waited the phase or two, but yeah, like there there is no. Um, miracle formula to beat the All Blacks, Lou. Like, the thing is, you just cannot make the mistakes you get away with at
4: Super Rugby. Even the Marika one held up by Yeah, Ridge, I mean, that was a superb, try yeah, yeah. you know, tries tackle from Morgan to get underneath him, but yeah. so close yeah. to forcing
3: it. Just back to personnel. Is there anyone you're bringing back in from the first game that didn't get that opportunity in the second game?
2: No, the, the only one that I would like to see probably start that hasn't started is Patea. Yeah. We know that he came on and played 20 minutes. So again, like, he just needs time in the saddle, but if they know his body better than, than yeah. most. So if it, it means he has to play another few games at 20, 30 minutes and f-
5: that's best for him long term, then I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was against him playing on the weekend just only purely because I just want, don't want to see the poor no. kid break down again. But mm-hmm. if his body's good and he's bounced back okay from the the weekend, I'm happy to see him at 13. Like, the, you know, the kid can play. Yeah, mm. um, two-week break as
3: well yeah, that might help. Yeah,
5: exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, the kid can play. So, again, they'll know better than what we will in terms of where he's at and how he's bounced back. But... I want to see him play, but I want to see him play for long periods. So that's that's sort of my sentiment with, regarding Doherty. I still don't think we're settled on a hooker
2: purely because mm. of the, the line out inconsistencies. So I think that um, Brennan payne mostly got a go, I thought he was good around the park. Falau got the, the go the week before, Geordie um, Luisi's had a little go. So uh, again, I don't think they're going to be fixed on that. And, and Dave Rennie spoke in post-game about, you know, well someone asked him what fixes that and he said, well, selection does help. So
5: he's given the, in- the intention that he'll make some changes Imagine- somewhere. I used to hate, you know, when you, oh, you know that you haven't played your best game, yeah. and the coach says something that, kind of maybe to you a little bit. You I'm see, gone. I'm the yeah. 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 shit. Yeah, and you're like, you know, <laughs> you, you go into the the Bay Maria or whatever, <laughs> and emails you like, okay, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you're trying to like, you know, cuddle up to him mm. a little bit, just so it makes it a little bit harder for him to say no to you.
3: Big stories, uh, South Africa out of the Rugby Championship. Broke towards the end of last week, guys, but still ramifications plenty to talk about uh, in the South Africa pulling out of the tournament. Firstly, Hoylsey, what did you make of their decision not to come to Australia? Yeah, yeah,
2: look, I think they've done in in what they believe is the best thing for South Africa or for the Springboks. They're, they're very underdone. That's their, their approach. I, I think there's a bit of... there's a a legacy they're trying to uphold there they are the number one team of the world champions so they don't want to come out here underdone and underperform I think there's probably financial decisions've they've, they've looked at they from all reports they've They've got a decent cut out of this, no matter what. There was mm. an even split I read somewhere today, 130 million rand is what they received. So receive it was a one. COVID
3: sort of yep. uh, agreement, they all decided yep. on that because they didn't know where everyone's country was going to be within COVID-19, if they got this tournament together, everyone would take the even split yep. out of the, the sort of broadcast rights and the money made from it.
2: Yeah, look, I, I assume it's it's very hard to judge or be critical until you really know what's been going on in their country. And their country's been in pretty bad state mm. from a COVID point of view for a long time. So their preparation was way behind the Aussies and people will say, Oh, but the Argentinians are the same. The Argentinians, they've got a complete different angle. They're a nation that are trying to get as many tests as possible. They're, you know, they're trying to build their time in test footy and play against the top four or the, the Southern Hemisphere nation. So I don't think you can be critical. I, I almost admire the fact that they've done no. what they think is what's best for South African rugby. I, again I'm I'm stoked that Australian rugby's playing yeah. but I always seem to think that we seem to be the the, the nation that, that seems to be doing what's best for everyone else, I, I don't
5: know. Well, I just think we're, we're in a position where we can play. Yeah. Right? Like we can, New Zealand can, South Africa, their country haven't necessarily had the, well, they're not in the position that we are with, with COVID and, yeah. and, and all of that, and, and, and same as Argentina, but I just think there's just so much chat always about player welfare and players' welfare not being put at the, you know, first and foremost. Now it actually is, and now people are still questioning it. Like, yeah.
3: is it player welfare or team ranking welfare? Well, I mean,
5: if if I hadn't played a game all year and hadn't and you know been training like in isolation, I wouldn't be pre- I wouldn't be ready to face the All Blacks or the Wallabies or Argentina. So, in that case, it's player welfare. So, um, you're not match fit, you're not match hardened. You'll get, you know, there's every chance I'll get. Um, soft tissue injuries and all sorts of things that you get by being conditioned to play. So from an outsider's point of view, it would seem to me at least there's a big portion of it being play welfare. There could be... That's not saying that it's not 100% 100, 100 play welfare and, and... you know, nothing to do with mm. rankings or finance combo, or whatever. Yeah, but, was, but I think yeah. a big portion of their decisions come down to the player welfare and the, the lack of training together, play time, match fitness. Logistically,
4: it was just going to be too much. Mm. To have a full-strength team down here this time of the year with what's creeping up in the Prem up there, yeah, with okay. all their players based over there, or large part of them up there doing their thing, it just was... We, we, we've spoken yeah. about this a number yep. of times and then mm. we're always in agreement So it would be too much for it to happen and it's proven to be and that. And dragged on a bit
3: though. I yeah, felt like definitely. it dragged on because the they could have made up... a decision earlier and then yeah. it did get logistically too tricky You're looking at the dates and the quarantine weeks and thinking Maybe you that know, was this is all too play. hard. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Perhaps they were just trying to hang on as long as they can to actually try and make it work and then it didn't work out. Yeah. I know that some people have flagged the idea of sending out a development team but that's not a test team. Like a test yeah. match is you earn the jersey, you earn the right. Otherwise it's, you know, like you're cheapening the jersey. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm happy with their decision. Of course I'd like to see them out here. Like 100%, Mm -hmm. the rugby championship, four teams, double headers every weekend. Like I would have loved that. But at the same time, you've got to respect them making the hard decision. The worst part on the other
4: side of it is that we didn't have enough time to bring an all-star team together, mm. which yeah. would have been a whole lot of fun. I had you in there as forwards coach. You were head of uh, Manager, recreation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had no real uh, yeah. official duty. I was just getting the I boys up. You were like media, media managing. Yeah, totally. I had you all lined up I, uh, with that and we were going to have some fun. No, but there, there was, there, yeah. 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 What were you going to do? <laughs> just drive the bus. <laughs> Get on the bus, game. Yeah. Where do you want to go? Back to Ross? our, our team, Let's team do it.
5: mascot, the little chicken. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there, there was actually there was actually phone calls made to some players. Yes, they did try I know Harley Quinn got a call through week and just said, yep, you know, yeah, like, yeah, if there's a chance yeah, of us getting this all-star team together. Your phone you... was off? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, was, well, I went to the top of the mountain. I was like, <laughs> but no no but one was calling. But
3: Even as recently as this week just gone?
5: Yeah, yeah, this week, yeah, like, I, I, a few calls were made because obviously it was a last-minute decision and and they were scraping <laughs> to try hey guys, and find... Hey guys, did you
2: happen to watch Caleb Clark on the weekend? <laughs> you haven't played test for for four
5: years? You...
4: Beep, I, beep,
5: yeah, beep, <laughs> um, I was asked uh, like through the week by someone Drew. Um, If you can tackle Caleb Clarke, you've got a jersey. I said, mate, did you see my career? (laughs) You're asking the wrong guy. I couldn't even tackle half of Caleb Clarke, let alone the full man.
3: Aussie rugby show, mailbag time. We're going to uh, dive into some Twitter questions this week. We didn't get to them last week. But uh, South Africa pulling out of the championship. This is from Mr B, Brendo, Sid. Um, From now on, should we have a six-nation style tournament, including Fiji, Samoa and Tonga?
2: Let's not forget Japan, Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd like to see that grow but I don't, I don't necessarily know who should be in it. But yeah, I think the,
5: the more we can get in the, those tournaments. I, I think if it's something to, to aim towards and get there eventually. Mm. Six Nations up in the northern hemisphere would be nice to have something similar down here but yeah. it's, a, it's certainly something that we've got to work towards.
2: Where do you have it? Mm-hmm. A variety of places, Sean. Like, but like there's one, <laughs>
4: clearly, but like there's one country host that we were going to host oh. for this Open oh. Championship. Yeah.
2: No, so I think, I, mean. you, I think on a Six Nations type thing, you give everyone the opportunity to have, you'd love to see some tests over in Japan and Fiji sure. and stuff like okay. that. Yeah.
3: Um, Big Will, big fan of the show. Mm. Um, if I could, I would literally plant Caleb Clark in the ground and grow a whole field of Caleb Clarks. Caleb Clark is our star of the show this week. Which player would you plant a field of? Great
4: question. Oh. So it's your all-time fifteen up against someone else's all-time fifteen. George Smith 15. Yeah, the one. George. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. George Meath used to play them, didn't Smith, you? apparently. Yeah. George Smith
2: 15. Yeah. George
4: Smith 15. John
2: Lennon 15. I'm so excited oh. by the thought of it. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Both Tomens?
3: Boys? Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah,
5: George Smith's past George Smith.
2: Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Give it a go. He's no, so versatile. Like he could, you know, man, he could play hooker, he could play halfback, right, he and could play... Coach the team, Yeah, the big as a
4: prop soon. Massage yeah, just yeah. massage the other Smiths. <laughs> <laughs> Smith yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, Smith I'm going George Smith. Smith. Yeah.
3: Okay, yeah. you got one? No, that's it. Okay, George Smith wins. Uh, Dean mum former Waratah and Wallaby, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, Hey Lou, I'd love to hear all of your all of you name the person who over your time has had the most ordinary rig in oh. a team. Yes. Must name names. You could always nominate them from the Cauliflower Club calendar as well, which Sean, you and I were on a judging panel yeah, for we're that we judge- I really okay. excited well, well, about. You start. Most oh, ordinary I, rig you've
5: seen. Because you would have seen oh, some footy players and I have. thought, geez, he's a bit. No, I'm
3: saving, I'm saving my thoughts for,
0: for the, the actual judge.
2: I'm going to go a combination. So I'm going to go Matt Dunning's chin. Because the thing about Matt Dunning, he had phenomenal legs. You put so thought into this. Like a Frankenstein. Tucky had phenomenal legs, good okay. shaped body. It was just yes. his chin that made yeah, people okay. think that he was overweight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tuck his chin, Dean Mum's arms, and my legs. Whose hairline?
5: yours I, to I don't know if I should engage in this because it sounds a little bit like glass houses but um, I'd say maybe by. say a phone girl
1: yeah?
5: <laughs> he always he was a bit custom. Yeah. Jeez he ain't good hair. Yeah. Though. And yeah.
2: the, the thing that really made you know that it was custom was his identical twin was with body,
4: <laughs> body yeah. Roots. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um so mummy's doing that for charity through the cauliflower club. you can't wait
2: to see how. Slaying someone off.
4: I, don't know. I mean there's there's plenty of, I don't that's so it's so hard one to be thrown on the spot around. Say George Smith again. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can say George Smith. Not a known trainer, not Shredded, yeah. it's Smith. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> Okay. <laughs>
3: um, <laughs> Instagram question, shall we? If you could bring in any wallaby from history and put them in this team, who would you pick? That's from. Is that Doggo? Nvl Potter. No, no, no. Nvl Potter. No, no. That's that's next one. We're, gotcha. we're waiting for that. Gotcha.
2: Who are you going with? What was the question? Any wallaby <laughs> to <laughs> bring back to
4: help this current side? Focus.
3: Willio. Okay. Focus. Actually,
4: no. Wait. Is it
2: for to this help, current yes,
3: side? Yes, to help the current side. So it's side. for the game
4: against the All Blacks nine days from now. Yeah. It, it kills me to say this. It actually hurts me because Matt Timoile injured. I go Tim Horan, <laughs> and it kills me to say it. He was very good. He was an unbelievable player. That's a good a shout. A great actually. guy. Yeah. but he doesn't. Any Tom Horan staky. or Tim Horan? Uh, <laughs> both post game. <laughs> Tom Horan. Both have <laughs> wonderful <Yeah>. attributes. <laughs> but Tim Horan was a phenomenal player. If Tamil out, then Horan at twelve. So Tim, Tom,
3: Tom Horan's the, the after dark. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. Yeah. Let's
4: not touch. Yeah. On I would that. go. I'm
2: going I'll go Mark Eller. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. think yeah. someone who just yeah. We know he was very gifted and unstructured and just played a style of footy that, in a way, sort of changed the way the game yeah, was played.
5: I might go someone up front, uh, John Heels. Bring oh, back John. Okay. leadership. Would he be goalkeeping? I'd probably hand him the, the ball on the tee at some point. Yep. Okay. Um, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Bring yeah. You, Louise?
3: Can I just say uh, Matt Burke? Keep huh. my mum happy. Just your mum? Loves Matt Burke. Loves Matt
5: Burke. Good <laughs> play, play, too,
3: Burkey. Yeah.
5: He's yeah. Yeah. really good on Channel 10 as well, actually. You hear him the last final minutes. <laughs> he's
2: like laughing. Yeah, yeah. He he's like been, been great talent. to listen yeah. to. Yeah, it's
4: good fun. So polished.
3: Guys, Dublin Doggos. Yep. Uh, this next question. I think he's asked a question before mm. on the show. Who Big is a, fan. Who was a rugby player with the weirdest or most unusual skill?
5: Ooh. Oh. You got anyone, Joe? Uh, I think. Um, I don't know if it's weird, but I was surprised by it. Back in 2007, we had a pre World Cup camp in Portugal. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, we had you know, a little day trip out to the beach and Adam Ashley Cooper climbed up this, I don't know, this cliff that... It's above 10 metres, it has to oh, be. Oh, more than yeah. 10. Higher than anything, I'd probably jump off. Rocky and of Sharpie there. got halfway
2: up and pin dropped off it and we were like,
5: look at us, yeah. look at us. They pin yeah. dropped then. And Adam Cooper just stood climbing. up the top and with his back facing the water just like hands out and just went and just did this like perfectly timed foot entry like yeah, I was pretty surprised. The I was more I hear impressed. about
4: the uh, build-up to the 2007 <laughs> World Cup campaign, <laughs> The more I'm just well, beginning to understand why, we, we, in
5: absolute tears. We went on a, a deep, sea, deep sea fishing trip, yeah, and was... George Smith caught something in yeah. the fishing net. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> he's yeah. around the catamaran <laughs> yeah. with this fishing net. Um, that same. would also Did you... go down the same sort of lines as <laughs> yeah. your, your thought. Did you see the guy
3: catching the crocodile in a, on a fishing line during the week? No. Time? Yeah, on social. He thought he had a, a rock or a log, and it was just. With uh, George anyway. Smith had a lot.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that same trip, Adam Ashley Cooper, we were in a recovery after one game and we were underwater sort of swimming competition, I think someone got close to 50 metres, Adam, three laps of the 25 metre pool underwater, it just went bang, 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 just like that. So I'll also mention uh, a hidden talent, I suppose, was Chris Whittaker, was a, a very good surfer, so his brother Tom yeah, ended up being tour. a top five surfer on the world circuit and Chris was probably the better footy player as a kid. And The other brother Ben was probably the better footy player and Chris sort of somehow snuck in between. Strong. Mm. Strong.
3: Uh, That's Mailbag done for this week. Show done for this week. Too, that it? That's
2: it. Oh, I was always sorry, a very good snowboarder. I just sort of throw oh. that
4: in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, given yeah. that we fund essentially every trip you make to either Perisher or just Perisher, you Perryshire, better be bloody good. You'd want to be <laughs> yeah. pretty handy. Yeah. Yeah. And that your entire awesome anyway, so anyway, Australia <laughs> was centered on getting you to the mountains of yeah. Vancouver I've and heard Whistler. that a lot. That makes a lot. We of sense We made the final of that that tournament. You mm. did. It worked.
3: Sean, well Drew. Thanks so
4: much. Thanks for your company <laughs> for this episode of the Aussie Rugby Show. We'll see you next time. I've got a chicken to after. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: it.
0: Don't forget to subscribe to stay on top of the show with new episodes dropping each week. And remember, if moving pictures are more your thing, you can catch the show at
2: rugbypass.com or via the Aussie Rugby Show on YouTube. Like, follow, subscribe, tell your friends, your uncle. You know the drill. See you next week.